If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. I'm going to go this way. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> we are Thursday to everyone in the sports universe. It is July the 21st, 2022. This is the AM Drive on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And to that I say good morning. For Aaron Crouch, who could not make it this morning, I am Michael Carvello saying, what's up everybody? How are y'all doing today? On today's show, we will have Tony Johnson finally back on. I cannot wait to hear his thoughts on some Donald Trump comments regarding LIV Golf and the PGA Tour, you you might want to stay tuned for that because that's quite the – didn't realize that it happened until I was reading that last night. So that's – I want to hear Tony's thoughts on that. Support our show the easiest way possible. Go to amdrive.online and buy our merchandise. That's why right. Wear our faces and drink our faces. We got mugs, hoodies, T-shirts, tumblers, you name it. It's all right there. AM Drive the Online, and we're so confident that it's cheaper than other podcasts. We'll price match it. So AM Drive the Online, buy our faces today. Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers has been granted ability to seek a trade around the NFL. Now, there are, like, to be fair, like three or four teams that might need a quarterback. Um, I'm not sure if the 49ers – think as highly of Jimmy Garoppolo as to let him go to the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know. If they let him go to Seattle, it shows you what they think about him, like to be fair, because that's a division rival. But let's just throw the division rival out the window. Who else could have need a quarterback? I guess the Browns, if the Browns don't, like if they get a whole eight games from Deshaun Watson, then I guess that would mean they would, they would need a quarterback. But there's really not much teams out there, to be fair. And I wanted to bring that up because I think it's interesting how many people have just lashed on this idea that the, the Trey Lance just is not the Trey Lance just, just needs more development. Like guys, he's in the offense with Kyle Shanahan. You can say that Jimmy Garoppolo looked good in New England all you want to. It was like a three-game sample. We have seen Jimmy Garoppolo unleashed in for lack of a better terms in San Francisco. And to me, he has been underwhelming, but that might have been the best you could see from him. So for Trey Lance being a project, one of the best, if not the best coaches he could have gone to, besides him and Sean McVay, is to Kyle Shanahan and that offense. You have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, on the offensive line, the running back galore that they have, no matter who the name is, if it's Joe Schmo from 4th Street, then Joe Schmo's going to run for 500 yards with the 49ers. It just happens. So this notion that Trey Lance is not going to be ready for the season, I think is hogwash. And the fact that the 49ers are now letting Jimmy Garoppolo get a trade shows you they don't need him because they have their guy. They see enough for Trey Lance. I promise you guys, Trey Lance looks like a Josh Allen project that's going to flourish in a couple years. 
and that's a good thing. This dude's arm is a rocket. He is an athlete. Like he can run the football. He will be fine. Work. He will be able to hit Emmanuel Sanders over the middle in a Super Bowl if said day comes. So this, Kimmy Garoppolo, thanks for doing good in San Francisco. They made it to the NFC Championship again last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure he's going to gauge more market value than he should, but that's because that's what Kyle Shanahan's offense does for you. So for the team that gets um, Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said, if it's the Browns, because let's say Deshaun Watson does get eight games, more power to Jimmy G. But I have a feeling we've seen the best of him, and that's pretty much all i got to say about it. But, yeah, shout out Trey Lance. It's time. I lost a bet about a year ago, but it's time for Trey Lance finally. Oh, that was that was rough because that was like one of the first bets we did on the show, and I was sure he was going to be a day one starter last year. That was just pitiful. Oh, hey, when we come back, Tony Johnson's in the waiting room, and I cannot wait to pick his brain about golf and Donald Trump. Boy, I did not think I'd say that this morning. It's the AM Drive on Twitter, YouTube, and Mark Zuckerberg. We'll be right back. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high-quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the Vice Golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a Pro Plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. If you oh well that was that was horrible there how how's that look Tony that looks a lot better for you oh my there, goodness <laughs> right if you want the best in sports merchandise with daily deals you've got to go to mycanadianjob.com and click the Fanatics logo to where every stores every league store is open at short disposal right there support your team and our show mycanadianjob.com our link tree click the Fanatics logo Tony how you been sir. I've been good. Extremely busy here. I mean, so much going on. We'll talk, uh, I'm sure, more about this, uh, some stuff in the works as the weeks go on. But no, I mean, it's been, it's great. I got, I woke up today and I got, we got golf live. 
um, PGA Tour Live going on. A lot of my guys going around here for the 3M Open. So that's great. I was listening to your early stuff. And, um, you know, we got a full morning. So uh, what more could you want here uh, out near the west coast of the United States? Now, I know it's early for you guys, so good morning to you, Tony. <laughs> um, let's, I want to get into, because me and Aaron talked about yesterday, about the the British Open. I know you were excited for that thing. We just could not get to it with you on last Wednesday's show. But, man, Rory McIlroy, once again, had a great, another good finish. Okay, well, he had a good tournament, but he did not have a good finish. Because, once again, I believe it was a back-to-back big tournaments now. He is... He has lost the lead late. And I told Aaron, is that kind of a choke job? And Aaron said, no, he's been like top 10 in all four majors, which is actually pretty stinking good. It's just a lot of parody in golf right now. What is your take on Rory's finish not being able to close the deal once again? Yeah, I think a little bit of a combination of uh, of a lot of factors, certainly. I mean, he finished with a final round 70, which is one under par. And, and you know, normally that might be a really nice score. Uh, you know, at the old course on a difficult, windy day, you know, with tough conditions and tough pins. and But we didn't have that on Sunday. You know, we had really good conditions. And uh, it was a gettable course again on, on Sunday. So I think the average score was right around 68 um, from the top 25 or 30 players in the field. So, yeah, he lost a couple of shots to the field uh, for the, uh, against the top guys. And if you do that, uh, you know, you're not going to win, you know, golf tournaments. That's just not going to happen, uh, unfortunately, when the field is that strong. So, you know, a combination of a few things. Now, the thing is, he hit 17 greens in regulation, so he had 17 putts for birdie uh, on Sunday, mm. and he only and he only made I think two of them. So, uh, again, it's a combination of a lot of stuff. You know, it's not like he played poorly. He didn't play poorly. He just couldn't vert. Uh, wasn't hitting the ball as close as he needed to. Um, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a moment too big. And you know, I think we'd have to ask him. It's not, it was one of those things that wasn't obvious on TV. You know, certainly I think, you know, you didn't see him just spray a bunch of shots, you know, randomly here and there. He didn't fall apart with a four shot lead or anything like that. He just lost right. the lead early on and, and never really, you know, got it back just because he never really made, you know, any birdies down the stretch. So I think just right. a combination of a lot of stuff. And I, and I think Aaron made a good point because I listened to your show, uh, you know, yesterday and it's just there's so many great players right now. And, you know, you get a course like that, which normally plays very difficult, but wasn't. And you have to go out and you have to score. And if you don't, and if, yeah, and if putts don't go in, they don't go in, you know, and, and other guys are going to make some putts and you're, you're just not going to win. And I, I just, yeah, I think he played great. I mean, he, he played really well. A lot of guys played really well and didn't win. You know, Cameron Young played really well, too, and he didn't win the tournament. So we could say the same thing yeah. about him, you know. So, yeah, it's just one of those things that he happened to, not make enough down the stretch, and Cameron Smith did, and there you are. Yeah, Aaron mentioned about Cameron Smith. Apparently, he used to be kind of a not totally in shape kind of guy. I guess you compare him like a Tony Stewart kind of guy, where he's just bigger, but he's not like totally they fully committed to the game. And now he looks pretty singing good. Mm-hmm. Twenty under's got to be something special for him. I think Aaron said he made like six birdies in a row in the back nine. That's just amazing. That's just absurd. You can't beat it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, we've been on. Even from the former show back at the uh, Vegas Squares, we talked about Cameron Smith two, three years ago about a guy up and coming. I've been on him quite a bit uh, over the years. And again, just recently, unfortunately, haven't been able to just because the numbers don't dictate it. You know, he's now a favorite in a lot of these tournaments. But we've liked Cam for a while. Uh, He's got a big game. Um, He makes a lot of putts. He's great around the greens. And he's a good guy to root for. Um, You know, we'll see what happens with the whole live tour and, 
if that signing and, and wall yeah. shakes out. It seems so shocking that he would do something like this. But either way, um, you know, he's just built for for tough classic golf courses just because his game, he doesn't have a lot of holes in his game. And um, yeah, he's a strong player. He's a guy that took a while to, to get comfortable in the PGA Tour. He was homesick for many years. Uh, yeah. Australian that really sort of loves his home country. And I think finally getting a uh, he's got a New Zealand uh, guy on his bag um, that they got together two years ago. And I think there was a little bit of camaraderie there, you know, being from similar oh. world. It was a huge deal. He's talked about it. He wrote a lot, there was a long article on Golf Digest last year about how much his caddy has meant to him um, okay. and just finding, finding a little community on Ponte Vedra Beach where he lives out here in the United States. Uh, I think has helped a lot too because he didn't really find a place to live for a while that he was comfortable in. It's a great hmm. story. Yeah, Cameron Smith's a fantastic story. He's a down-to-earth, regular guy. Um, it's just another one of those great stories we've talked about, Mike, uh, that you just can't make this stuff up. A guy that wins the Players and the British Open in the same year after sort of being on the outskirts, being a quality player but not breaking through, and then all of a sudden he wins two of some of the bigger tournaments of the entire year. Um, you know, A lot of people consider the Players' Championship another the fifth. The fifth major, yeah. right? So. A fantastic thing, really, and uh, great for golf and great, you know, it, it was a great tournament. You know, what more could you ask for with that quality of a leaderboard uh, down the stretch at, at such a historic venue? Uh, it's just great stuff. You know, I want to get your thoughts on this to my players before we get to that bastard league. Um, I want to get to, I'm sorry, it's the inside. No, I'm, I'm with you. See, the thing is, we're, we're still on. There's a lot of people that have kind of coalesced with this and are okay with it. You and I are still firing on all cylinders, and I, I can't, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm still upset with how everything is going down. You know how Henrik Stenson is gonna, you know, let his Ryder Cup captaincy go, and and his 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 just talk about a guy that has a nice historic resume too that got over some, you know, I know he had some alcoholism issues and some oh. some tough spots throughout his career, comes back and wins the British Open, and just like, why? I don't know. It just frustrates me. I'm sorry, bird. I don't want to go on a tangent. Yeah, it's just very frustrating. Oh. Yeah. I want to ask you this first because Jay Williams, you know, the motorcycle accident dude in basketball from years mm -hmm. ago, he's now a talking head. And Jay Williams made an interesting point. I don't know if you heard me. I asked Aaron about it yesterday. He said that Tiger Woods, he's not sure would turn down the money if LIV had been around when Tiger first started coming up. Now, Aaron's line was, I thought, pretty good. He played for the love of the game, and the money just came anyways. Are you in the mindset that Tiger would have jumped? Because I'm kind of with Aaron. Sometimes the people with the love of the game, like a Michael Jordan, LeBron James, or Tiger Woods, they don't care because money's going to come. They're so freaking talented. Are you? Do you think that that's a good assessment? Do you think that Tiger would have waited out until until he made money in the PGA? Well, I, I just don't think the the money doesn't happen the way it, it it naturally would have. Like you don't you don't get the sponsorships that you would have doing it the natural way versus with the live way. Because again, you're, there's just not enough eyeballs. People aren't going to care. You know, three round no cut events doesn't bring people Mikey. to your yeah it's just no nobody's going to care about this that's the one elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about is that there's literally basically a zero percent chance that this is successful unless they change the style of of the tournaments because people don't care like the cut is wonderful it's what makes friday golf so cool and great guys that make zero money versus 
X thousands or whatever. And that's a huge deal to people that are trying to stay at it. There's no storyline there. So I think you have to have all these storylines, Mike, you have to have them at these great venues and, you know, going to St. Andrews in year 2000 and dominating that field without really taking a driver out of the bag. That was an enormous news story 22 years ago. Now I'm showing my age and that wouldn't have happened if he's on the live tour, you know, and all, all of those things I think work in hand. And he said the Nike money and all this sort of stuff, you know, they care about eyeballs. They care about advertising. They care about where you can be. You know, that's their number one thing is to sell product. Of course, that's, that's their role. That's their company. And you're just not going to do that. You know, being a face of the live tour, it's not, it doesn't move the needle. Like it, it wouldn't have mattered and it wouldn't have been the same thing. So no, I, I don't think he would have done it. Not only from a professional perspective of wanting to play and have historical, uh, you know, quality, but just, I don't think the money would have been the same. Like he would have made a lot more doing it the way he did. Um, now is a different story. You know, who knows whatever would have happened now, but you know this room, yeah. This LED thing is, and tell me if this is a good analogy or not. Let's see NFL. Let's see like some NFL quarterbacks who are promising, but they just haven't been anyone. Like let's see Kyler Murray doesn't have a good contract that he likes. Oh, I'm going to some some BS Saudi Arabian football league. Mm-hmm. People would care because there were guys who were established that were not jump like a Brady and a Patrick Mahomes, but then there are guys like a Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray who would jump just because they're they're throwing fifty million dollars a year. That, like, that's what this is. But people are like, oh, it's okay with golf. Why is it okay with golf? We have to see all these guys come up and they just jump over and make all this kind of money for what? What have they showed in that league? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's true. It, it's it would be very interesting if something like this blossomed uh, for uh, for uh, for football. Oh, into be, existence. Yeah, it would be very very different because all the leagues that have tried to come through are all actually trying to make money, and you know, finances mm. matter. Uh, the finances don't. Yeah, that is true. the biggest difference that there is. And I know we're going to get to Donald Trump in a little bit, too, <laughs> who also tried to start a rival football league. Uh, and I think there's a lot of relevance to that, by the way, from the USFL in the 80s to what's going on now. I think there's a ton of relevance. I really do. Um, and that's the issue with without a doubt. Ver- all of these other leagues, everything else, the XFL, the USFL, all of these things compared to what is going on with Liv is that the money is not the point. It doesn't matter whether the, whether money is made or not. That is not what they're trying to do. Uh, you know, they're. I know they've lost a lot of money through Formula One. I was reading a couple of articles um, mm. about Formula One and all of the investment that they've done there, the sport washing, you know, unquote there. And they don't really have a team together. They don't have any you know, quality driver. They're just they're on the periphery, spending just millions of dollars uh, into Formula One, sponsoring turn uh, events, things like that. And they're just not getting a return. And there's no question they're not getting a return. And there's just there's these established players, just like the PGA Tour. There's many, of, you know, a few established huge players in Formula One that you're just not going to knock off because they're just there. And it's the same thing, Mike. It doesn't matter. The money doesn't matter. It, it is unlike anything else we will probably ever see. It really is. It's amazing. Hopefully it lasts. Hopefully it lasts as long as um, the election so. term, right? I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. That's all we can hope for at this point. I agree with you. I agree. The USFL, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that part because if, I noticed that that league came in with a lot more money than the XFL did. XFL, although it was with Vince McMahon, it turns out he's a scumbag and a liar. USFL has got all this Fox money pouring in, and their stands have this many people. 
but there's more people on the show than there were in the USFL stands. Yes. And more people true. latched on to the XFL because there was a bunch of good stories. USFL, mm-hmm. like, here's just like, what is this crowd? Well, they that was their goal. So Fox said early on that they did not care about gate revenue, that that was not a goal. <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah, they were they they almost were trying to they were going to try to film it without showing the stands and they realized they couldn't really do that. There was a lot of talk about that before the league started. And again, I'm not watching the league. I'm not really deep into it. Uh, right. but that is their plan was to just get it on TV, uh get it at the times that made sense on a network that worked and just oh, to drive yes. revenue there. Um, and just sell a lot of advertising on TV, and they didn't really care about the gate. To be uh, to, to to make a kind of a interesting similarity, um, the UFC when they uh, got uh, bought out by Zufa, the the current parent company that ended up selling it uh, four or five years later, but this is when Dana White got involved in the early two yeah. thousands. They also did not care about gate revenue. Uh, their goal was to get uh, on pay per view and to get draws there, and then kind of expand out. And go to gate. They were they they were only performing at very small uh, places. They didn't even really care. Right. They weren't even at the MGM Grand then or anything like that. So right. it's an interesting way. I'm not saying it can't work. It can, but um, it's tough to watch on TV when you see nobody in the stands of a football game and you're just so you. The fans are such a big part of football, and they aren't you know for mixed martial arts and they aren't for other sports you know as much. But for American football, they're a huge part of the game, and so. I think they underplayed that, Mike. I think they underplayed the fact that people aren't going to care if there's nobody in the stands. I'm not sure that's true. I, I think that when you do watch a USFL game, it does look weird. It does sound a little strange, and it does affect the product. Uh, so I think Fox made a mistake uh, a little bit there. I, I believe they should have sold tickets for about a third of the price, and they should have brought in a lot of uh, you know military and other um, – you know, maybe less fortunate uh, uh, right. families and groups of people and just brought them in for free, just brought in bodies and people that are excited to see something. I think that would have been the better move, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like watching COVID again. Like, we we, we, we like seeing that on TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just, it, it is, because it looks weird. You're right. I haven't watched a lot of USFL, but when they do kind of pan out to the stands and then you see literally like 200 people, literally, uh, it's... It's it is mind boggling, um, you know, when they can right. seat 50,000, there's there's no restrictions. But, yeah, there's 200. So I'm with you. Yeah, I think it's mm. strange. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Who knows what will happen? All right. So the, the, I, I noticed that the, uh, the, the LIV was um, this. They've been playing a couple of Trump owned things and never really dawned on me. This guy might be involved. And so I read um, this, this Fox News article about Trump warning loyal PGA Tour players why they need to make the jump to LIV Golf. And I'll get to this quick quote. All of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with LIV comes, which is a lie, and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials for making millions of dollars a year. Um... He said that on the BS Truth Social app that nobody uses. Um, this does this rubbed me the wrong way completely. And I, even if I do support the LIV, this right here would, would make me hate it. That's just stupid. What are we doing here? Well, I mean, that's 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 your former president right there. You know, he says yeah. stuff off the cup, and he's irreverent, and he doesn't 
you know, he's, he's a liar and this is what it is. I mean, not to get in the political realm, which I know we don't want to do uh, on our wonderful sports show here, but yeah, it's uh, I mean, that's classic Trump uh, right there saying what he wants to promote his brand and his thing. And I think his, his goal, he had said, even in, in previous stuff, and I read that article as well uh, too, Mike, that he wanted to be a big part of Live. So I think he wants more than two events. Um, and he has the signature one, you know, the final uh, event of the year, the uh, whatever yeah. you would call it, the finals, you know, at Doral in Miami, which is a renowned golf club. Um, but that's part of the reason why this schism with the PGA Tour, you know, why he's so upset is because Doral had an event, you know, on the PGA Tour for uh, over a decade. Um, and it was a really well-regarded, uh, renowned event um, there. You know, he was supposed, they were supposed to host the PGA Championship uh, just this year uh, at Bedminster. And, uh, you know, the PGA Tour essentially just broke off all ties uh, with Trump. This was, what, uh, three, four years ago. I don't mm. remember. And, um, yeah, so they, they no longer have an affiliation with him. Um, there were, you know, multiple courses and times where he they were playing, at, you know, at his venue. And that, that's worth quite a bit of money. You know, there's a lot of press. There's a lot of play. People want to go and play his course and, you know, things like that. They see it on TV. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those deals that, you know, he's not affiliated with it anymore. So he's going to try to take it down, you know, as hard as he can. And, you know, that's the play. And, and certainly it is what it is. But it's a tough swallow. You know, I, I can't believe they're holding this thing so close to, you know, where, you know, 9-11 happened. You know, again, I don't get into that political realm. And I know that that's not right. the sort of off our, our radar a bit um but it's it's a bold move mike you know the, there's one thing holding an event at a trump club in miami there's one in you know a place just outside of new york city like that's that's bold so uh <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people that are pushing back against this uh a lot more than there have been in the previous two weeks uh, i've noticed just by the things i'm you know reading and following along just people on twitter or whatever out of curiosity there's a lot of people that are pushing back a little bit of this again not a lot of true live supporters out there I'm not saying there are there are actually right. very few yeah i mean because i follow a lot of golf fans and a lot of people that write about the sport there's just nobody that's like a true fan of this but there's a lot of people that are kind of this rubs people the wrong way it really does um there was a big tragic event that happened in this country and you're just i don't know you're just kind of rubbing it right in their face um for something like this and it's sad it's sad more than anything else that's the way i see it it's really sad that's a good point and i will say this um this Seems like a battle that's going to end between the people who think they have a bunch of money and just throw it in buy or buys happiness versus the people who just want to be happy. Yeah. But it seems like it. the good people versus the bad people. That's it. And one day I feel like the money will finally wear out and, and, will, and won't mean anything. Because eventually like money just there, – there's so much of it. Like, who cares anymore? Well, I mean, there's always going to be people that are going to take the money, though, Mike. I mean, we know that. I mean, right. there, there will always be guys, up-and-coming players – you know, the, the players coming out of college that are really good. And if they're going to throw – and they're going to constantly throw money at people, yeah, there's going to be a, a whole group of people like Cole Hammer and Pierkerson Cootie, guys that are really coming up uh, that just won a national championship at Texas. They're playing great on the mini tour and on the PGA tour now. Uh, Cole right. Hammer's in this field upcoming. A lot of people are excited about that because he's a fun guy to watch. And there's guys that are just – they're focused. They want to play on the PGA. They both talked about it. They've turned down offers already for live, and they want to make their mark. Um, and then there's other guys uh, that are going to, you know, just move over and they're going to they're going to see the money and take it. And, and and that's it. So, like, that's fine. I wrote about one of those guys, you know, uh, on an article there on Medium about it's just it's going to it's going to affect someone uh, at some point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a good, bad type of thing that you can see for it. 
And as long as there's a lot of money being thrown at people, mm -hmm. uh, the, the tour will survive. There, there's no question about that because people are going to go for the quote, you know, free money. And that's what it is. It's essentially what it is because not only are you maybe getting uh, an upfront uh, fee to play like some, like some of the bigger players are, but the greatest thing is that it's a no cut event. That's guaranteed money. You know, you get last place, you make 140 K and you know, $140,000 in the corn Ferry tour. That's like finishing second or third, you know, in one of their Sad. events. And that is so competitive. And those players are so good on that tour that it's going to draw people, Mike. It just is. Um, so however long they want to do this, we know they have the deepest pockets pretty much in the universe. Right. It's going to happen. But I think you're right. I think there's going to be a time where the plug will be pulled because people aren't watching and nobody really cares and they're not getting what they want, whatever they're trying to get politically, whatever they're trying to get from the world. The plug will be pulled eventually. Um, and who knows if it's two years down the road, 20 years down the road. Unfortunately, the, the tour will exist as long as they are throwing money at people that can't get it, you know, from or can't get it as easily going the traditional route and playing on the, uh, you know, the standard tours throughout the rest of the world. I'm worried about the careers that will be affected yeah. here. I'm not yep. saying mm -hmm. that we should feel sorry because they told us money. But it's mm -hmm. like some of these guys are going to miss out on championships. And, and when this thing – I believe this thing plug will be pulled one day in the next five years. That's what, that's what I believe. Okay. I yeah. don't believe it's – I don't believe you, you can make, you can just buy people's love for the game. You know, you know, like what, if it's, what if the competitive spirit is just not there? People are like, well, this is kind of boring. Like it's, but like the one dude said on, that we quoted a couple of weeks ago was like, oh, it's okay to have time with my family. He just doesn't want to golf then. Just admit it, bro. You yeah. just don't want to golf every week. Yeah, and he like, can't cut it, and they can't make it. You know, that's the problem is that these are not guys that are winning consistently in the PGA Tour. These are guys that are most of them 40 to 40, you know, eight years old that are struggling to keep a card right. and to make enough money. This is not – it's not rocket science. Look up and down the roster. It's guys that can't cut it right now. There's a couple of exceptions to the rule, a couple of exceptions. DJ, Taylor Gooch, uh, uh, Brooks Kepka. There are some exceptions, yes, right. but the overwhelming majority, ninety plus percent, are people that can't do it, and these are no cut, guaranteed prize pool events. Yeah, so That's what I want to work it. on. That's it. Yeah. So of course, there is no. It's the human mind is is not perfect. Like you can't. You're not going to work a hundred percent if the payout, you know, doesn't require it. It just it's as so you said. Like it's, it's psychology. Losing. Yes, it's exactly it's a, with mediocrity, which is being a part of it and being there, and the, and and think of it from our perspective. People like you and I that love sports that want to watch it. We don't want to watch the mediocrity type of thing. We don't want to watch people that are you know have this guaranteed. That's the whole point of this. Like that's what makes sports so good is that it's not right. guaranteed, and we don't know who's going to win. That's why the NFL football season is so exciting, you know, because you have such a small amount of games, and then you don't know who's going to make the playoff. You really don't. Like it's it's great stuff. That's why it's so good. Uh, you know, it's just it's amazing that, that they're just missing. For better the or worse, Phil Mickelson's like the biggest name <clears throat> so far. He has been horrible. Oh, ter I mean, horrendous. Like, so. Yeah. So what? So what? What? What did you go there for, Phil? Like, if, if it's so good, if people are watching for Phil Mickelson, well, that's the big draw, and he stinks it up, and some dude who some dude wins it, what does it matter to me as a fan? Right. That's it. What's I mean, Phil it, when he finished twentieth. What is the point of that? Right, and twentieth in a field of, 
you know, really low grade oh, players. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, and, and he won you know, after winning the PGA Championship last year. If you look at his results, I mean, they were absolutely unequivocally horrendous. He yep. he made half the cuts that he played in, um, and it was just his average score. I mean, I, I just looked at it was like 73 and change. He was averaging you know one or two over on his rounds in the tour. I mean, he just I don't know if it was the work ethic went down or what ended up happening, but he just can't he can't play anymore. And again, he's 51 years old. So you think about that. You know, how many 51-year-olds are going to be able to compete against, you know, people in their mid to late 20s to early 30s that are playing great golf, that are hitting it further, that are better? It's not going to happen. So, you know, again, I think more than anything else, if Phil was very competitive and can win on the PGA Tour, I actually don't think he would have taken this money. I really don't. But, yeah, I mean, it just comes down to it's a ton of money that's up front, that's guaranteed, and I can't win on the other tour, and I can just – cozy on in and play eight to 10 events a year done. And, and some people that's going to work for them and that's their, their decision. And it is what it is. We're not going to change that because it's done and over with, as you said, it's going to happen for, I, I know there's two or three year contracts, whatever it is. So we'll, I'm sure we'll get the tour for at least that long, but maybe after that, you know, because the interest level is so low and people care so less that the Saudis will just, you know, try to move on and throw money at something else. Maybe it'd be a different sport or a different industry, whatever, who knows, but maybe you're right, Mike. I hope you're right. I don't think you're going to be right, but I hope you're right. I really do. I really do. uh, It's just, it's a shame. That's crazy. Throw money at something else. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, What about 3M open? Um, It's happening right now. Um, According to Google, Barnes leads by one stroke through seven. He's got minus four, one four hundred. Yeah. Well, we're going to have another shootout, another week uh, of a shootout here. And these two weeks upcoming are not the not the best for I think the true, you know, golf fans because they're they're complete shootouts. And most people like it when the you know game is a little bit tougher and uh, there's more challenge and there's more interest uh, in that sense. But right. especially next week, we go to Detroit. Uh, for the Rocket Mortgage, and that is probably the easiest course maybe played all season. So you're going to have maybe 23, 24 under next week. Uh, this Love week it. maybe 18 to 19. So it's a cool course, though. Uh, they renovated the, They used to play a, a senior tour event um, out here at TPC Twin Cities for about 10, 15 years. Wow. And then that uh, venue moved for whatever reason it was. It got renovated by a well-known player named Tom Lehman, um, and he made it more difficult, added some water, did a bunch of things, and the course is actually harder than it was before, as surprisingly as it is, because it's still a relatively easy course, but it's a lot more fun to look at, and uh, the renovation was fantastic, and it's just a great thing to view on TV. Yeah, it looks like kind of like what a Florida course is, because there's so much water out there. There's water on 15 out of 18 holes. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Wow. Um, yeah, shot maker's course. you got to actually hit shots and move the ball here and there, um, but – yeah, it's great, uh, and I, again, I'm looking forward to it. I have uh, it's one of those courses I, I've gotten to know pretty well over the years, so I'm very, very involved. Uh, Bet so far, just so much has been going on in life. Haven't been able to write about it. Haven't been able to talk about it very much. It's been very. I sad. was wondering about that. I know I haven't written in a couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, we'll get to it. I'm, I'm going to talk about some stuff. Uh, hopefully by next week, um, when I come on next week. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on with life and um, an offer uh, uh, from uh, from a spot, and uh, I've been kind of going back and forth on a few things. So, 
Yeah, but again, I mean, this week it's going to be a lot of fun. We don't we don't have again not the not the best field uh, that you're going to see. Again, we as the playoffs are upcoming, we're going to see some really really good fields on uh, the next couple of weeks as we get into the uh, uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs, which are only in three weeks away. Uh, so that'll be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we just have our last major of the season, and then the FedEx Cup playoffs in in four weeks after that. So the way they've just orchestrated the season now and the way it's been changed, uh, I think is fantastic. Uh, you know, it's great for the fans. It's nice to get the FedEx playoffs. I don't want to say out of the way, but there was that was always happening when the NFL season and college football season was starting. And for the big sports people, you know, people like us that want to watch everything and be a part of everything, it's hard. It's hard to do it all. The fall is so hard because you have basketball and hockey, and then the football starting. And I'm, I just want golf. I want the big tournaments and you know golf to be through the end of the summer, so that way we can kind of focus in on the other stuff. Um, not to say I'm not going to watch golf. I still am. I'm going to be a part of it. I love the smaller tournaments, but you know, we're, we're big football people, obviously, as we know, and, uh, it's just, it's a good tournament. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I got it out in the background. That's what I was doing before I came on here, uh, watching some of my guys. I got Sanjay M this week. Uh, he's one of my, uh, he's one of the favorites. I don't play a lot of favorites usually, but I think he fits just perfectly for this uh, spot. So yeah, it's always good to have PGA tour live up, up and going early. Uh, you know, I was just sitting there getting out of bed. I got a text from you and then, uh, the golf on, on TV. I'm like, you know, what better thing is there from life? Uh, we got, <laughs> we got, we got the AM drive upcoming and we got uh, golf on in the background and I'm just sitting here with a coffee and uh, my sheet in front of me. And it's just, life is good. I'm excited. Um, yeah. cannot wait for the next articles on medium. It's medium.com at Tony Johnson, 29. You, you, you're you a good writer. And I've also found some other cool stuff on Medium. I was like, ah, I kind of like this it's site. Great. It is. It's great. There's, it's, it's amazing the collection of people that are really good, not just at writing, but at thinking, just putting thoughts on, you know, online. It's like a, a, a large blogging site that just got too big for itself almost. And it just created just this monstrosity. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, coming from, coming from a guy like Evan Williams, who started Twitter, uh and a few other things and um he's just seems like a brilliant uh dude so yeah i'm i i'm very excited with with what's been going on uh, the last few months and again just seeing your your show and both you and, and aaron and now having aaron back uh officially right. after uh the series it's just you know there's a lot of good things happening and yeah we, we we sometimes we focus on some of the negative stuff and with you know the live tour and the the things that go on in sports and the whole deshaun watson debacle and all that sort of stuff <laughs> There's a lot of negativity out there, but I think sometimes it's also good to think about the positives and not just the stuff that's going on, you know, externally, but sometimes the internal stuff, you know, and just seeing the show and just watching it, you know, from two years ago, you know, into now and, you know, how much, uh, just how much the show has blossomed and how much, you know, we've gotten better overall. And just, uh, I think it's, Chemistry. it's a great thing. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about that earlier th- uh, this morning too. And it's just, uh, it's a great thing. So it's good to be part of and um just trying to get everything in order and all my you know ducks in a row uh it's been a again i'm gonna get to more of it as it comes along it's been a pretty Love crazy th- three or four weeks it really has been to put it mildly so uh Ooh. yeah but very excited very excited mike i can't wait because we got football season coming up and we do we do it's just i'm ready be... to i'm ready to talk about a lot of stuff i oh, i'm no. as prepared yeah. as i always as early as I ever have been, which is fantastic. So I am excited. Ooh, really jacked. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's jacked. Let's go. Really jacked. I'm ready for the preseason. Oh. Like, I'm ready for a lot of a lot of players I'm going to be watching in these games. 
really interested in yes. a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be great. Daniel Jones has going to have a big year. It's going to be incredible. I I think that I, the Giants have a have a potential to have have a nice little season here. I think there's a lot of positivity coming out of the Giants. Yeah, uh, they're going to make Josh Allen good. So hey. And he just seems like a really high-quality guy. All the quotes you keep hearing from everybody, defensive players, assistant coaches, offensive guys, all the quotes. You don't get this very often with players. These All these positive quotes about what he's doing, not just with X's and O's and, and as a coach, but just off-the-field stuff and in meetings and just being a guy. You don't get that very often, Mike. That's not fake. Uh, I think there's a lot of positivity here, and you're going to see – you see this team blossom. Um, I think there's some bets to be made too. I've already made a couple. Oh yeah, I think the Giants are—they're not on my most improved list as we talked about on a player-wise, but yeah. maybe as like overall as an organization, most improved organization. If that—that'd be an interesting list to have. I this like is that. right right near the top. They're in the top three for Why sure. Bengals because of Joe Burrow. Now you have a Giants because of yep. Brian Dable. Organizations. There you go. Huge. I, like I think it. it's I think it's a huge addition, an absolutely enormous addition. I can't believe that Dable wasn't hired before this year. I think that's the biggest shock that he got passed up by a few teams. I know he was in some interviews last year or two years ago, or whatever it was. Right. Uh, I think that's a shame. Uh, the, I know the, the Jaguars. And 90s Giants uniforms are back. I I read about that. That are bringing back the old blue uniform. Oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna make a lot of people happy. That's pretty and the cool. The Panthers yeah. in Texas unveiled new helmets. Like the Panthers have them all black. I didn't see that. Texans oh, really? have a okay. red helmet. Oh, I didn't see any of that. Okay, I'll Those look, look at that. Good. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, the Texans have to do something, don't they? Because that's <laughs> that's an organization in turmoil. Talk about nothing good that's happened in the last two years. My goodness. Besides oh. maybe Davis Mills. I don't know. Oh goodness. It's, I know. I'm, I'm, that's Aaron's guy, not mine. Aaron, um, we need to get Aaron checked on that because that's that's not a guy to be having. I don't think. But I don't know. I've been wrong before. Well, I'll be wrong again. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong about Davis Mills. But we'll see. I don't know. Right. All the AM Drive, AM Drive TV on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Tony's on Twitter as well, right? Uh, yes, I am uh, at Tony Pilos twenty nine. My actual name, but we, uh, you know, we go by oh, Tony Johnson here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. It's a, it's not a big deal. I, I like the Tony Johnson moniker. It's worked really well. It's been perfect. Cool. It's, it's, it's nice. So, but yeah, you'll find it. It'll be Tony Johnson listed on there, but that's the actual moniker. Um, and yeah, I just basically posting. Uh, certain things. I did thank Kevin Kisner last week uh, for winning a matchup bet uh, for me and uh, getting into the uh, the third round. He almost got a top ten in that tournament, uh, which would have paid Ooh. twenty to one. Would have been nice, but um, yeah. So uh, Kisner birdie on eighteen. Uh, I think that warranted a tweet. Uh, certainly, he did. I didn't get a response from him, unfortunately, but he was probably focused and halfway around the world uh, trying to win a golf tournament. So I get. Or he might have been sleeping, or he could just could have been sleeping. That's okay, too. All I know is that putt went down. That tough five-and-a-half-footer that curled in on 18. I know that putt went down. That's all I know. I was watching that live. That was a big deal. So, Love yeah. it. That was great. Hey, tomorrow's Friday. Tony, we got some plans on Fridays coming up in the future that we'll keep on the hush for yes. now. But yes. Can't wait for that. Excellent. Hey, and everybody, you better drive safe because I don't think Tony will. Thanks for tuning in, guys.